Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk AM 1150. Beautiful sunny day. As I look outside, Eric, I'm struck by what a nice day it is to take your dog for a walk. A perfect day. It really is. dog for a walk, yeah. yeah. First, like, real warm day oh, that we've had in sunny. a long time, too. So, yeah. It is nice Good to times. feel the sun. Yeah. Um, always a nice day to take your dog for a walk and, in fact, even take them somewhere new and give them some new smells and sights to excite their, especially noses. Always a treat. Um, have Dr. Nels Rasmussen back with us in the booth. Dr. Nels was on the show quite some time ago. Uh, I think maybe a year and a half. A year and a half. Wow, I would have said a year. Well, it's wonderful to have you back, and I... Um, reached out to Dr. Nels um, again, and what had you here the first time was for my little dachshund, Leia, who is now 11, and um, she had just seemed like she wasn't she wasn't um, moving up and down the stairs like she used to. She was kind of hesitating and letting me know through through her behaviors that something was off. And, of course, being a dachshund with the long back, you have to be extra careful. Yep, and, of that. Yeah, so um, I think I was actually introduced to you via Susan Moss of All the Best Pet right. Care. yeah. And so we had you on the show, and you worked on Leia for the first time then. And sure enough, when we got home, she just hopped right up the stairs. And I think we saw you a few times after that, or then I think we, you saw a bunch of dogs after that. And um, since then, I've heard you through your posts and through my clients who I've referred to you that uh, you've had some really remarkable results. So... Look forward to having you share those today in addition to having you talk through again for the audience um, what it is that you're doing as you're working on Leia and sort of explaining your work because it's very, very interesting work. All right. Yeah, it'll be great fun. Yeah. And before um, before that, just want to um, mention, of course, the Seattle Kennel Club Dog Show is coming up March 8th and 9th at CenturyLink Field Event Center, Saturday and Sunday, all day long. Um, it's a great event for dog lovers. Um, agility trials. I bet you probably have a lot of um, oh, yeah. sport dogs. Lots of agility dogs. Yeah. Um, agility trials going on all day, both days. They're really fun to watch. Lots of great demonstrations going on. Um, Canine nose work demonstrations with Miriam Rose, who's been on the show a number of times. Uh, the Seattle Police uh, Department will be there with some of their canine officers. Um, dog dancing, of course, always fun to watch. And herding and uh, lots of great vendors and booths and meet the breeds upstairs. And then, of course, the confirmation show uh, where the Breeds are trotting around the rings will be happening all day long, both days, too, with Best in Show at the end of each day. SeattleDogShow.org is their website. You can find them um, online there and on Facebook as well under the Seattle Kennel Club, March 8th and 9th. Be sure to come by our booth um, and get some free water. We give out free water every year. Very popular. Um, so, Dr. Nels, um, <clears throat> will you just... in? sort of reintroduce. It's been quite some time. Right. So for those of you who missed that initial show or who haven't caught it on iTunes or on our website, um, tell us 
what it is, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and give us some background. Okay. Well, uh, I am a chiropractor. I see human patients in my clinic in Darrington, Washington. And I've been also caring for animals, uh, horses, dogs, and cats mostly, but others as well, uh, s- since about the same amount of time as I've been seeing people. So that would be about 35 years. Mm. And uh, in the last uh, 13 years, I've been using a method called bioenergetic synchronization technique, which is a way of getting the brain to respond and essentially clear up uh, inconsistencies in performance. And it could be of all kinds. You know, it could be a performance like digesting your food, could be performance like not being able to go up the stairs, uh, you know, and then with agility dogs. I have people who have me take care of their agility dogs just for the purpose of enhancing their performance in the ring. Mm. And is that legal, Dr. Nels? I'm I'm just kidding. I believe it is. (laughs) No steroid injections or anything. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And also just in in prevention, too, which I think is where I'm at with Leia, um, because this is now the second time that we've needed your assistance in helping her kind of clear up. Um, I assume. So now is it must it seems to me like it's that she's tweaked something um and it seems muscular all right yeah and so here's what you need to think about that is what is it that makes the muscles contract right it's an impulse that is sent from the brain Mm -hmm. and so what we do is work on getting the brain to send the kind of impulses that lead to balanced healthy performance as opposed to something that is uh inconsistent or unbalanced and when they're unbalanced, it's essentially that amounts to tight muscles, yeah. and especially maybe you know on one side more than the other. Yeah. So how do you um, how do you do that? Well, it's it's strangely simple. Yeah. <laughs> when you know what you're doing, when yeah. you put your fingers on the right places, uh, there seem to be these special places where uh, you can essentially get the brain's attention, and it will then uh, essentially reassess and uh, reset the nerve system so that now the muscles go into balance. What is it about those spots exactly? Do the, I mean, does the practice, I assume, understand it on that level? Like where it's, we're not talking about how it feels to me is like Reiki, where we're talking about like energetic. Right. Well, there's actually, there's so many levels on which this works because one of them is uh, in the nerve system, there are things called uh, Golgi, Golgi tendon receptors and uh, spindle cells, which send specific kinds of information to the brain. And so we work with those. That's where the hands-on contact makes uh, a big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's essentially the, the, the flow of information to and from the brain. Uh, but then there's the uh, acupuncture meridians, which is a, a much more subtle avenue of information flow, and yet... Uh, that can have just profound effects. And when we're working on this uh, this system, we are also working with those uh, acupuncture meridians just by touching the right places. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems like there is an element of giftedness that comes with this work um, in the sense that your sister, older sister, right, um, actually works exclusively, does this best BEST work right. On people, and I've been to her. My mom's been to her. I've had clients who just recently have seen you with their 
pets and then, you you know, they end up going to see your sister for themselves. Right. And it's really in, incredible, um, incredible work. And it's kind of hard to describe because it's not just, um, oh, I'm going to um, massage this muscle and that's why your shoulder feels better or put a needle in it. And that's why, the, you know, right. there is sort of an there is a definite energetics component, which is. A little harder for people to wrap their brains around, I guess. Right, so speak, so. it can be somewhat challenging, and so uh, I also care for people too. But since I'm way out in Darrington, I refer Seattle people to my sister. Yeah, and uh, the connections that we make uh, with our hands are one thing, but there's then there's also that emotional, mental connection. Which, since you've had the experience, you you understand what that's about. Yeah. In, in the sense that we have you think of something. Right. We test an arm or a leg and find that that's reactive. It's causing, uh, a, you might say, a telling sign that something needs help. And then we uh, we find what the feeling, the emotion is that has caused the incoordination in the way your body responds. And then we use just a fairly simple technique of breathing and touching the right places. Mm-hmm. And it, it reinforms the brain that, oh, I don't need to be responding to that old information. Mm. And it goes back to the normal perfection that we all should be expressing. Right. Um, Now, how do you find that? Because with the work with people, it's a lot of, uh, there's quite a large sort of subconscious aspect of, well, this is impacting your body and you're not even conscious of it. So we're going to work on your subconscious. How do you, um, how is that different from working with animals where, I mean, is there that, element to working with them at all? Or? Well, there is, but it's not necessarily of the emotional nature, although it, it can be. But the first thing is our bodies are run unconsciously. In other words, we don't have to think about a thing except for I want to go over there. And right. then our body does what's necessary to get us there. Right. And so it's the same with the animals. So essentially the uh, the best system gets into feeding back information to the brain so that it then allows that unconscious part of the brain to reassess, reevaluate, and then reset the system back mm-hmm. to normal. Mm-hmm. So it, it's all, it really does all go to the unconscious. With people, there's a lot more emotional involvement, and that can also affect their animals, that emotional bond between people and their animals. And that's a really interesting, you know, an important point to make because, I mean, certainly. Animals are aware of everything that's going on, I mean, emotionally and otherwise in their environments. They actually don't get enough credit. I say that all the time. Dogs do not get enough credit (laughs) Um, for just their level of consciousness. They know what's going on. They're different, but they know exactly what's going on. And they're especially sensitive to stress and change and and all that kind of stuff to, to the point where it can really cause some very uh, significant physical symptoms. Right. And I've just for an example, I had a woman who had a cat that had uh, a lot of intestinal distress, uh, basically to the point where eventually it developed a tumor. And that's finally what killed it. It caused the tumor to become big enough that it blocked the intestinal tract. Mm. But interestingly enough, the the owner was, you know, what, what I think a lot of people would say, she was fairly neurotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was she was obsessive compulsive and, and had neurotic tendencies and it was just kind of you could see how her her attitudes about life and the way she responded to life that the cat was just sucking all that up mm. and that essentially was causing the cat a lot of problems. Mm. So a great 
tip to just to think about what you can do to care for your pet is to care for yourself. Exactly <laughs> yeah. right. That's, yeah. uh, you know, it's so amazing. I, I do work on a lot of when I do my house calls. I work do a lot of dual work where I work on the person and the animal because yeah. it's uh, it can be so important. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Dr. Nels is going to work his magic, so to speak, on Leia and kind of talk us through what he's doing um, with her. I'm going to take some photos of him doing that and I'll post those on our Facebook page. So if you are on Facebook and haven't found us yet, be sure to like The Dog Show with Julie Forbes and you can be a part of the conversation in between our live shows every Wednesday at 2. And Dr. Nels is on Facebook as well and you post, you're very consistent with your Facebook page and you've posted some really remarkable videos of of some... um, patients of yours that you'll um i'll have you share some more of your success stories too so we'll take a quick break and we'll be back in just a few minutes you're listening to the dog show with julie forbes i had a dream about a dog i was walking in an amusement park with people all around me Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to New Pro Supplements, we cover the world of animals. This Sunday, March 2nd, it's a healing Sunday with Dr. Nels Rasmussen, gifted healer Dr. Nels, best bioenergetic synchronization technique practitioner, will join us in the studio. We'll have open phone lines so he can do remote healing, rebooting, and balancing for you and your animal friends. He's free on the air, so give us a call on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 11. Hey Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiancé said about our wedding was, we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and we are set up now with my little girl, who's here, my little Leia, who is a dachshund, and she is um, 11 years old and has had quite the career as a dachshund. Um, She participated in a 
halftime wiener dog race at a Seattle Seahawks game a few years ago and um, has done nose work and she's done um, earth dog. Um, she hasn't trialed in either of those, but she's dabbled in them. Um, and um, she's great. Generally great health. Um, really grateful that she really hasn't had any issues with her back until pretty much the last year, year and a half, which is actually how I got introduced to Dr. Nels in the first place. And um, so she's recently, I don't know how, but she's recently kind of um, come up um, compromised. And I can tell that she, well, I think this time actually she was lifting up her, one of her hind legs, but it turns out that that can actually be back related because I had her leg checked by Dr. Erica at um, Jet City Animal Clinic, and the leg seemed fine. It wasn't a knee or anything like that. Right. And you said that that um, back tweaks can come out in the in the legs or can absolutely. Sort of, yeah. In fact, uh, the the most common area that causes uh, problems with weakness or pain or problems in the back end <clears throat> or the front end, for that matter, is uh, is the neck, and you mm. you get problems with irritation of nerve tracts that go down all the way into the legs, you can have that happen right up in the neck. Huh. So that uh, even before I did this work, when I was just doing uh, manual manipulation type work years ago, I found that adjusting the neck was far more productive than adjusting the lower back hmm. for those same kinds of low back paralysis, uh, those kind of issues. Yeah. So you have... Um Fingers sort of along her spine, right. one up near her neck, one down in her lower back area. And I know you've said before that you are sort of syncing up the pulse, that you have very sensitive touch to what right. you're looking for. Yeah, in the training that we go through to do best work, we uh, part of it is learning how to feel the the pulse. We don't, you know, we can call it all kinds of things, I suppose, like the pulse of life or something. But yeah. basically, it's a universal pulse that's in everything. So it's not the heartbeat. It's not the heartbeat. It's a different different pulse. It's a different pulse. And when you get that pulse synchronized in both fingers, as it's just starting to happen right now, it's kind of going boom, 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 just like that. Yeah. And now, so we have synchronized that pair, and I'm looking for more. And did that happen right about when she laid down? Yep. She did sort of... I mean, she's just hanging out. She knows Dr. Nels, and she's all for it. But um, she did at some point kind of lay down. And did you see that happen a lot when you're working with your animals, that they sort of let you know? Right. And you know Molly. She's a yeah. big dog. <laughs> and it's very funny when I work on her. As soon I, I make contacts on two points, and within about 10 seconds, all of a sudden, she's down on the floor. <laughs> she's just happy to lay down. Yeah. Molly is a giant schnauzer who's um, been, she's, I think she's actually Leia's age. I think she's about 11 now, which is a, a, a very old age for a giant schnauzer. And um, she's been seeing you now regularly for quite some time. And um, she's, oh man, she's something, she's a very unique dog, very intense, um, very special dog to us. She's yeah. unlike an, any other dog I've ever known. We call her the chief of police. Um, she has quite a presence, but it was funny because she's, she doesn't, um, you know, she doesn't really just warm up to anybody. And I remember the first time that she saw you, as soon as you started working on her, she was like, oh, and then was just like 
take me, Dr. Nels, yeah. like just like rolled over and like t- totally gave herself. Yeah, she immediately, uh, as, soon as, I, as soon as I started working on her, she yeah. just said, well, this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, yeah, I, I can get with this. And you know what's really interesting about her is when I'm getting to the point where I'm just sort of checking things because I already feel like I've done the work. Yeah. At the point when I feel like I've done the work and I'm thinking about checking things, she hops up. Sometimes she'll give one of her classic barks. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and which about knocks you down. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, she's just like, I'm done. It's time to go. So she knows when, when it's all happened. When mm. she's synchronized, she feels it. Yep. She knows and she and she tells you. Now, I see Leia's nose dripping a little bit. Uh-huh. What are some of the things that you see in dogs that let you know that you've got stuff sort of starting to move? Well, um, yeah, that would be one of them, the laying down, uh, yawning. Which she's doing right now. Which she's <laughs> which just she, sort of doing right she's now. she's doing right now, yeah. yeah. The yawning and, let's see, uh, uh, drooling, of course. Mm. <laughs> Kind of relaxing. Yeah, general things that show they're relaxing. Do you notice them do like a sigh, sort of? <sighs> yeah, that happens uh, frequently. Horses, I do, I do a lot of this work on horses. Yeah. And yes, they, uh, you know, they're real known for giving great big horse sighs, and uh, that's one of their obvious things. And I've had horses that would yawn for, I had one person tell me that horse yawned for an hour after I was done with it. Really? So it, it really made a major uh, reset in its system that it had to do that for a while. Now, and I think I remember you saying this last time that um, that the work continues to happen after the actual treatment stops. Right, right. The treatment is actually, it's kind of like introducing the brain to this, uh, you might say, new old way of functioning. Mm-hmm. It brings itself back to uh, the reset of, of being at the beginning again. And so then the brain has to be continue for a while, letting go of adjustments that it's made to the function of the body. So it can happen for another 24 to 48 hours that the brain will be gradually releasing some of these modifications it made when it was responding to stresses. Mm-hmm. So for a dog like Leia, who's generally healthy, although now, like I say, after she basically hit 10, she, I can tell that she's... She's not, I mean, she's been very athletic and in good shape for her whole life. She's eaten very good food her whole life. She's kept up with the big dogs her whole life. And she's got great muscle tone and all that. But clearly she's, you know, vulnerable now in, uh, you know, I don't know what exactly is causing it. But um, what do you recommend as far as... uh, like a schedule for for yeah, I mean, to, so that I I, I don't want to be like responding to crises. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'd prefer that she not get in the situation where she's um, has something actually tweaked out or something like that. So is that something yeah. that like a way that this works well and right? Doing... There's a good proactive plan, and it's always a you know I like to try to optimize people's money as well as uh, time. And so not have them, you know, like once a week you got to do this or anything. Yeah. Uh, So I I kind of like to tailor it to the animal based on our experiences over a period of time. Yeah. But most of them I find if they get a tune-up about once every uh, one to two months, Uh you know, somewhere in that range, that that will keep them functioning uh, a whole lot better without going through those crisis points. Right. And what is, um, is, is it something in your guess, at least for her, physical that's happening, like she's jumped off of something and it's tweaked her back and that's what sets it off? 
I would say that's likely with the small dogs in particular, they they jump up and down a lot off yeah. of things and the landing is the problem. Yeah. It, you know, it's the sudden jarring and the, the body has to make a response to that. And if it happens enough, the body will develop, you might say, a program to deal with that. Only problem with that is that program's only for dealing with the bounce when it hits the ground. And so then that program, that bounce program gets stuck and they're walking around all day long with it. And mm-hmm. that's where the problem comes in. It's not, I mean, it's a perfect response in the moment. So it's almost like the body's like, let's say, contraction to absorb the the impact of landing. Right. But it's being applied. Yeah, all the time. All the time. Yeah. So you're walking around like, Walk, oh, you know. Walking around like you just hit the ground. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And um, it is interesting that it is more the, the jumping off of, uh, as opposed to jumping up onto things, and that's because it compresses the spine. Is that right? Right, and it, it creates that uh, that sudden jar that the body has to make this quick response to with a lot of muscle contractions, mm. and so that's why you you find I think more of the the problems occurring from the landing as opposed to the jumping. Right, because it's more jarring. Right. Mm. Well, I find um, I've talked about this before on the show. Many times I've mentioned how fascinated I am by really how the body works in general. Physiology was probably my favorite subject. And I recently talked, or last week, talked with Dr. Michael Fox about um, chemical pesticides and their effect on animals. And, um, you know, in a nutshell, basically, okay, the industry tells you that it has, that they're totally safe to put on your pet but yet they tell you not to touch it. (laughs) And some of them even, like one of them I know has something on the label that warns that it will cause miscarriage in pregnant women. Yeah. Um, So it's like, I'm not. And that in addition to the fact that there's been many accounts of um, animals having either an anxiety response or throwing up or having even seizures and paralysis as a result of this. And this is right in in your line and area of expertise. So I've been continuing to research to understand more thoroughly the what's actually happening in the nervous system with these GABA receptors and chloride channels and the, the actual areas on a molecular level that are being impacted by these pesticides and what they are doing to answer my question of, well, how, if they why are they, how is it impacting us? Because yeah. it's clearly not just targeting insects. Right. And so um, in the next segment, I just want to kind of chat with you a little bit more about this, given you have such a thorough understanding of the workings of the nervous system and kind of get your perspective on this as well, because um, I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting. And I'm definitely stretching my own um, ability to wrap my brain around some of these scientific processes at this level. So we're going to get a little bit into that. Leia is now almost sleeping. Yeah. Now, are you feeling like she's, she's, she's done. done? Yeah, she's okay. done. She's feeling like she's done. She's done. Yep. She's relaxed. Oh, she's so yeah, cute. She just looks great, doesn't she? She just does. Nap time. Yep, nap time. She's on her little... <laughs> little blanket that her that her that my mom made for her she's so cute all right um so we're gonna i'm gonna talk with dr nels a little bit more about the nervous system and how that works and um 
And uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com. Hi, I'm Pat Pauly. Tune into my show, Get Active, each Tuesday at 12 noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we invite a guest to talk about one of the wonderful activities in the Puget Sound region, ones that you may want to participate in. We'll focus on how adult beginners can comfortably get into all of these activities. You'll learn a lot about how you can get active. Be sure to listen. That's Get Active with me, Pat Pauly, at 12 12 noon each Tuesday on Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, I'm Martha Childress with the Natural Choice Network. Join us every Tuesday at 1230 p.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we invite leaders from our sustainable community to share their unique visions and valuable insights. You'll learn great tools to make your life greener, healthier, and more sustainable for generations to come. Thank you for making the natural choice. That's the Natural Choice Network every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Please join us. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Following the herd is fine until they lead you off a cliff. Think for yourself. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and we're back with Dr. Nels Rasmussen. Now, Dr. Nels, um, just to recap, so he just finished working on my little Leia, who's in the booth with us today, my little dachshund, who had a tweaked back. Um, She doesn't have much of a history of really severe back issues at all, but as she's now rounded 10 years of age, she's 11 now. Um, She's definitely gotten tweaked a few times and we've needed your assistance in clearing that out for her, which has been very effective. Right. Um, So what did you, now you just worked with her about a week and a half ago. Right. The initial time and that made a big difference for sure. And then, but she wasn't a hundred percent. So what did you feel there the second time? Yeah. So I still felt there was some uh, tension in the neck indicating that there was still some problems there as well as down in her low back. And mm-hmm. so we were connecting the points that uh, caused the brain to say, oh, I can help relax these, get it back to normal again. Yeah. And what's interesting about those is they're, 
they're not quite standard. I mean, I could have been up or down her, especially her lower spine, uh, a couple inches either way. But the neck ones are often pretty consistent. Yeah. Uh, but I've worked on a lot of paralyzed dachshunds. So let's talk about that because that's been just remarkable. You've posted sequences of videos like first visit, second visit. There was one with a, a corgi, too. Yes, the corgi is amazing. Yeah. So these dogs, I mean, he's got docu- video documentation. Here's the dog first, you know, and I hope that dog has also lost weight since then, uh, a, too. A little bit. Okay. Thankfully, since it got moving better, it yeah. was able to lose some weight. Good. Um, so where these dogs are, their hind ends, are they're kind of dragging them. Yeah, just absolutely. I mean, uh, there's no, no motive power in the back end anymore. Yeah. So you, through regular sessions, now with this kind of case where we're talking where a dog is paralyzed, how frequently are you seeing them? Uh, even so, I was still partly because of where I live and, you know, I'm not just in Seattle, so I can't be here all the time. Uh, So I just often will see him once every two weeks. And amazingly enough, we still make progress. And with uh, one of the dachshunds I worked on, it took seven visits before I could see the difference. Now, after the sixth one, the owner was able to see the difference uh, because once in a while that dog would actually try to stand up on its back legs when I wasn't around. Uh-huh. But I saw that on the seventh visit, it was finally, you know, up and up and actually trying to walk. Wow. And then it wasn't too long after that that it was walking pretty well. I think another two visits it was starting to run a little bit and it, you know, now it runs around and it still has one leg that's a little funky, drags yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. But you know, the dog doesn't seem to notice. It just tears around like <laughs> mad. Now, does uh, that dog still need to see you for routine I do maintenance? a periodic, probably about a quarterly checkup on it. Okay. Just to try to make sure that we don't go backwards. Right. Right. That's not, not that frequent, though, considering the dog was paralyzed. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, it was, I mean, it was totally, it, and it had been paralyzed for two months before wow. I was able to get to it. It's amazing. So that, uh, even I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, gosh, talk about feeling good about what you do. Yeah. It's like, wow, look what I did. And well, I know you help you help the animal help themselves, but still. Right, yeah. right. Well, and, you know, uh, with uh, the corgi, Ellie, she, uh, she responded. The first video I have is actually her second visit, and she was dragging her hind end. The very first time I saw her, she wouldn't move at all. Mm. She had actually pretty much given up on life. Mm. And so this, the first video is her second visit. She's dragging herself around. And then we have some, I think it's just like two weeks later, and she comes bounding into view of the camera. And she is running. Wow. She's she's dragging her feet yeah. in a way. She's not, not real steady, but she's up on them and moving. Yeah. And then, you know, shortly another couple of weeks and she's just looks normal. Yeah. It's amazing. So I want to ask you, um, you know, I could be here for the rest of the day talking about this. You know, all, especially this topic. But um, so I did. I talked last week about these pesticides. Uh, I talked about flea medication and, you know, how they're like, oh, it's, you know, fine for your pets. But then they're like, but don't touch it. Wash your hands. You know, will cause miscarriage in pregnant women. Actually on the label, like that's yeah. what one of them says. And so I was like, well, why? Why if they say it? Only it prefers the receptor sites of insects is what they say. These chemicals prefer the, the nervous systems of insects. So for me, just right off the bat, red flag will prefer. Yeah. So, you know, what if there's no fleas around? Then yeah. what happens? Um, 
But I wanted to know, because this is just, I guess, how I, how I operate, why? I want to yeah. know on, a, on the deepest level, what is happening? What is it doing? Well, I'm, I'm not sure I can explain all of it, but one thing that is very interesting is, yeah. is the pituitary gland, and you know, all animals, mammals anyway, have a pituitary gland, uh, that responds to uh, the chemicals in the body. It mm-hmm. has a special receptor, and the reason that uh, people throw up or dogs throw up is because a certain chemical imbalance is detected by the pituitary gland, and it starts that reflex. Hmm. And so, uh, in other words, these chemicals act on parts of the brain. Yeah. That's at least part of what's going on. Well, what what it specifically... The, my question was, well, how are they saying that it doesn't impact mammals, but it does impact insects? And it actually was able to find pretty easily, I mean, it took a bit of time researching, but that it's actually impacting the chloride, the movement of chloride ions. Ah, yeah. Through these, and the GABA receptor, which is what I'm currently trying to get more information about. And I'm curious as to how those are structured differently in insects versus mammals and all this stuff, but it's basically the movement of these ions through these ion channels. And what was so interesting was that the um, these pesticides block the channels, so it blocks the movement of these ions, which is what causes hyperexcitation, uh-huh. convulsions, anxiety, um, even paralysis. Yeah. And what I came across was that actually the opposite so if blocking these channels and blocking the movement of these chloride ions causes these symptoms, what I found was so interesting was that benzodiazepines, which are prescribed to treat anxiety, right. barbiturates, anticonvulsants, sedatives, and anesthetics, all actually do the opposite. They open the chloride channels. Oh, very interesting. And increase yeah. the flow. Right. So... Anyway, I was just trying to make sense of all of this. And, um, you know, we're basically messing with, like, the movement of electricity. Right, essentially the, <laughs> the nervous system. The depolarization so. of the nerve. Yeah. So that, so that the impulse can travel through the nerve. Right. Right. Um, and I even found that there was um, this um, report done on human self-poisoning with fipronil, which is the active ingredient in Frontline. I just use that as an example. Um, so there's, in, in Asia, in certain countries, I think it was Sri Lanka, um, there's people who are actually trying to kill themselves using these pesticides. Mm. And have some have been effective in doing so. So it's like, okay, obviously, we are not immune to these pesticides that, work on insects by attacking their central nervous system. It's obviously having an impact on animals too. Right. And just how reckless we are. I mean, you know, the central nervous system, we really want to start messing with that function. Yeah. Yeah. Of the impulses of the nerve cells. We really want to start messing with that. I'm fairly constantly amazed at actually how many, (laughs) how many toxic chemicals people will put in their bodies to, uh, to get some desired effect, Uh, you know, antidepressants, uh, can the what can happen in a person you know psychologically uh, can run an entire gamut you know and some of it sometimes it's successful and sometimes it's like wow you know homicidal mania yeah and you you know to your to your point earlier um, 
you know, and, and this is a definitely a theme on the show. Anytime I have a healthcare practitioner on, generally, unless we're talking about, you know, knee replacements or obstruction surgery or something like that, it's it's this uh, approach of getting to the cause, not just treating symptoms and medicating symptoms and just looking at, oh, you know, here's a symptom. Like Leia has a symptom. Right. I'm going to give her something for her pain or for or a, a, a steroid or a yeah. anti-inflammatory, some sort of chemical as opposed to what you're doing. Yeah. And non-invasive, not toxic to her at all. And here's a really interesting point, and that is uh, on the one side, when you're going to use these chemicals or surgeries or whatever you're going to do, uh, and you're working on effects, you make a diagnosis and then you proceed down that path. In the kind of work that I do, there's no diagnosis involved. I mean, it's not about what the effects are. It's about what do I find at the core here? What is it What is it that I find yeah. physically going on in the body that's disturbing its its balance? And so my job, I see it really as only just putting the balance back. Yeah. We don't need to label this person as di- or animal as diagnosed with this or that. Or, right. Yeah. And so, so what's interesting is I may find very similar points or maybe identical points on a dog or a cat that's got diarrhea, let's say, mm. as opposed to paralysis. And I'll, I'll do those points that might have helped a dog that was paralyzed, and I'll help this cat that's got diarrhea. And, you know, it's a, it pretty much is the same set of points. It just happens that... Uh, they're having a different end effect mm-hmm. on the animal. Yeah. Well, it's such interesting work. I just love what you do for pets and their people. And I love what your sister, Linda Rasmussen, does for people in the Seattle area as well. Um, now, Dr. Nels, how do people find you? How do people get um, you to come and help with their animals? Right. Well, um, they can... You know, we can give out phone numbers and such, but probably the the best way, because you can get a g- good rounded look at what I do, is go to my website, mm-hmm. and that's at www.nelshealingministry.com, mm-hmm. all one word, and, and it's N-E-L-S, not N-I-L-S. N-E-L-S. Healingministry.com. Yeah. And I'll post a link to that on um, our homepage and also on our Facebook page, and you can find Dr. Nels on Facebook as well. Under uh, that's under this is it's a long one. Nels Rasmussen's with an apostrophe healing ministry for animals. Nels Rasmussen's healing ministry for animals. So again, I'll put a link to that also on our homepage and, and our Facebook a, page too. I've got a, a Facebook button on my website so people right. can connect directly through there, and it, that's where I always post my new videos first. Mm-hmm. Is on the Facebook page. Yeah, the videos are amazing. I mean, to watch these dogs like the corgi that you mentioned. I mean, to see these videos week by week. Right. And it's so if incredible. They, yeah. If they go to the website and go to the testimonial page and look at, there's ones that say video. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones where you get to see the videos. But there's lots of great testimonials there. Awesome. So, um, well, thanks so much for being on the show again. It was wonderful to have you back. And, um, great to be here. Thanks for helping my little girl, who's now, I think, asleep. She is sound asleep. Um, in my arms, you're very relaxed. And um, we'll just look forward to hearing about your success so- stories moving forward. All right. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about um, an upcoming event through the A-Help Project being hosted at Northwest Cellars. It's a wine tasting and uh, other fun stuff. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. 
And in the middle of the day I sit in the sun And I hear young children call me a wiener dog Perhaps that's what I am The Germanic term is dachshund and I like that I'm thin and I'm proud, no one can make fun of me I can slip through the bars of a prison If I were ever incarcerated But I don't know what I would do wrong My body yields no evil inclination I'm a pure wiener dog Hey Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiancé said about our wedding was, we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. Hi, I'm Pat Pauly. Tune into my show, Get Active, each Tuesday at 12 noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we invite a guest to talk about one of the wonderful activities in the Puget Sound region, ones that you may want to participate in. We'll focus on how adult beginners can comfortably get into all of these activities. You'll learn a lot about how you can get active. Be sure to listen. That's Get Active with me, Pat Pauly, at 12 noon each Tuesday on Alternative Talk. 1150. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com. More choices, more topics, more shows. One station. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. The Johnson boys to refill it after I drink it because I'm Dixie the dog and I like water. Welcome back to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. I, uh, Dr. Nels has left, uh, had him on for the first three segments. If you've missed any part of this show or any of our over 260 episodes, I think now you can find them all archived on our website, dogradioshow.com. Also a free podcast on iTunes. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes under the audio podcasts on iTunes and you'll see them all there at your disposal for free. And if you want to see a picture of Leia getting adjusted during the show today, then hit up Facebook, uh, the station's Facebook page, or the dog show with Julie Forbes' Facebook page, because there's a great picture of uh, little Leia getting her adjustment on. Yep, my little girl. She's right here with me now, all relaxed, uh, zoned out after her treatment with Dr. Nels. Um, So... In this last little bit of the show, I um, wanted to talk about a big event in my world coming up. Um, I've talked 
over the um, last year, especially about the AHELP Project, which is a, a local nonprofit organization that supports people and their pets, um, providing comfort care through especially um, before, during, and after the end-of-life um, process. And it's a really wonderful organization, offers um, support for caregivers and also um, grief support for people. And um, the big um, event this year is coming up here at the end of March. So I want to be sure to tell you all about it Saturday, March 29th. 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., and it's going to be held at Northwest Cellars, which is in Kirkland. And it's a fundraiser event for AHELP. It's the AHELP Friendship Celebration um, and AHELPER Appreciation. So it's Saturday, March 29th, 1 to 4 p.m. at Northwest Cellars, and it's going to be um, a wine tasting. Um, Of course, always fun to participate in. Um, the wine tasting uh, will benefit a help project. Uh, there'll be raffles, um, treats both for dogs and people. Um, actually, live music from um, Marilyn Milano, uh, dog rescue-inspired live music. She'll be there playing. And uh, just a fun social hour, a great opportunity to get to know a help and the community if you are new and interested And also great for those of you who are already involved to just be with your community and celebrate um, because this year they received their uh, 501c3 status, so uh, nonprofit um, as of November. And that is Saturday, March 29th, 2014, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. at Northwest Cellars. Um, I'll definitely be be there along with uh, the other board members, uh, Michelle Nichols, who I've had on the show a number of times, um, Tracy Campion, Carol Sukup. Um, Lola Ball, who I've interviewed, she wrote a book called uh, When Your Dog Has Cancer. Um, Great book, great resource for um, people who are um, faced with uh, canine cancer. Too many, unfortunately. I think one in three dogs will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. Um, So that's a great resource, When Your Dog Has Cancer. Um, Lola Ball is the author, and she's also a board member um, Diane Dyer also, she's the woman who runs the um, caregivers, caregiver support groups, uh, which is one of AHELP's biggest services to the community, uh, weekly meetings to provide support for people who are caring for older pets or pets nearing their end of life. So it's just a, a great, um, important topic. Um, I think it's more and more really increasing its presence in the conversation of the um, pet community, um, you know, before it was just nothing that anybody ever talked about or was really given any value to if someone was uh, losing a pet or had lost a pet. It was like, oh, what's your problem? It's just the dog or it's just the cat or whatever. And and people are really, as as animals are being more accepted in the sort of larger culture of at least this country as really family members um, and part of the family there. Um, I think, appreciation of how hard it is to go through the passing of a pet and um, how important it is that the pets and their people are supported through that process. And that's really what AHELP is about. You can find AHELP online at ahelpproject.com. AHELP stands for Animal Hospice End of Life and Palliative Care. 
ahelpproject.org is the website. You can also find them on Facebook and their big um, annual event, uh, the Friendship Celebration, A Help Project, Friendship Celebration and Community Appreciation and Fundraising event, Saturday, March 29th, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. at Northwest Cellars. And um, I'm going to have actually Michelle Nichols, who's the director of A-Help, on the show in the last segment next week um, to talk a little bit more about this event and what all will be going on. So you can purchase your tickets in advance if you just go to northwestsellers.com. They're $10 per person in advance, $15 at the door, and all the proceeds from admission benefit A-Help and also a portion of the wine sales benefit, um, too. So what a great way to celebrate a wonderful pet-related organization is to just drink some delicious wine at Northwest Cellars. So go to northwestcellars.com to purchase your tickets in advance. Um, if you can't make the event but you want to support a help project, you can always make a donation as well. And, of course, another great way to support a help is to volunteer, too. So if you're interested in that, visit the website, ahelpproject.org. Next week, I'm going to be talking with Rani Green. Have Rani on the show for the first time. I'm so excited to talking with him. He is a columnist for um, Seattle Kennel Club. He's written for Westminster, um, Seattle Times. He's a very, very well-established writer in the industry. He does book reviews. And uh, we'll be talking with Rani um, and hearing his stories about um, Westminster, about the Seattle Kennel Club Dog Show, which is coming up March 8th and 9th at CenturyLink Field Event Center, and also just talking with Ranny about uh, what he does and, and hearing his perspective on things. So really looking forward to having him on the show. That'll be next week um, on next week's show in celebration of the Seattle Kennel Club Dog Show, which is coming up that following weekend after next week's show, March 8th and 9th, CenturyLink Field Event Center. Be sure to come by our booth and say hi if you do come to the show. I love uh, meeting um, listeners of the show every year. It's one of my favorite parts. And be sure to come by for a free bottle of water, too. We love providing that. And uh, don't miss the nose work demonstration, too. That's been fun. Leia has been in the past. Um, participate. Uh, she's participated in that demonstration as well, which is really fun, which, of course, she does very well at as a scent hound. Um, so... Also, just wanted to mention, too, um, we do have space for advertisers on the show. Um, it's a great way to reach um, very educated, intelligent dog lovers um, through not only the radio show and our all of our outlets, but also through my training clients. So if you're interested in learning more about that, if you're a local or a national business and you're interested in reaching my listeners, feel free to get in touch. Host at dogradioshow.com is my email, host at dogradioshow.com. Be sure to find us on Facebook, The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and our website. All of our shows are archived, www.dogradioshow.com. And we'll be back next Wednesday, live at 2 p.m. with Randy Green about the Seattle Kennel Club Dog Show. Thanks for listening this week. <laughs>